We are the all-seeing, all-dancing crap of the world. I'm so tired. I know, so am I. I'm sleepy, mommy. (laughs) You want me to read you a story? I will fall asleep if you read me a story. I'm gonna, I am so, I had the worst dream last night, too. Wait a minute. You want to tell me a dream story, or you just tell me you had a worst dream? I had, I had an awful dream last night. Tell me about it. Well, I love you know, if there's a mountain, I live next to a mountain called Mount Diablo, right? Okay. It's not a terribly, it's not a huge mountain. It's only about 3,000 feet high. Um, it could snow on it in the wintertime. Um, but, uh, I, last night I dreamt that as I was coming home from work, there were TVs in the subway or BART, this is what we use out here. Mm-hmm. And the mountain erupted like a volcano, right? Nice. And there was like, like lava coming down the side. Okay. And I was like, oh sounds, shit. Sounds cool so far. Oh shit. And then it exploded like Mount St. Helens, right? Well, oh, wow. If, now our podcasts are creeping into your dreams. If my, if that mountain explodes, it literally destroys everything in this valley that I live in. I mean, if it was actually a volcano, which it's Run not. To the so in in the in the dream, I literally had just watched my entire family get killed when the mountain explodes. Oh. Right. And it's like in my dream I literally fall to the ground weeping. You know what Freud says about apocalyptic dreaming. I don't give a fuck what that coke addict has to say about dreams. It it, it supposedly it means that there are good things about to happen or that you're afraid of good things about to happen. Why would I be afraid of good things happening? Well, there are people who are afraid of success. There are people who are afraid of of doing what they want with their lives and Have you I don't know, ever Jason, met anybody you, who's you... afraid of success? Yes. Really? Myself. You're afraid of success? Sometimes. Yeah. Why? Just the idea of actually doing something really great. Yeah. And then I don't know. I don't know. Just having to answer for it. <laughs> well, why did you do this great thing? <laughs> no, just <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Lately, I've had this. I've had this <laughs> creeping feeling that, um, you know, like since I wrote my memoir, that one day someone's gonna read it that knows me, yeah, and knows and knows, you know, the things, and they're they're like they're like I'm in there, and I I want you to change it because you made me look like a piece of shit or something like well, that. Well, people or, can say that know. all they want. It doesn't mean it's gonna happen. You know. I'm, no, I know, but you know how inaccurate movies are. I mean, <laughs> yes, I know, but it's a memoir, not a true. But it's still it's. <laughs> It's, it's a form of artistic expression, right? Yeah. Well, this is this is my this is another and I, going going back to the family thing we were talking about a few weeks ago, where my my family can't just go, hey, maybe maybe you're right. Yeah. Well, another thing they do is they constantly critique my memory of events as if their memories are all 100 percent accurate and perfect. Then you say no, and they mine are. Shut no, up. No, <laughs> what I say is what I what I say is no. They're you you got to understand it's my perception of what happened. They don't understand. Like, there's a, that what are you talking about i made a youtube video about a bully that i had when i was a little kid um that bullied my sister and i because she was deaf and well i'm just me mm-hmm. and uh he used to ride around his, his kids they him and his, his buddy kids. used to ride in there this bully had kids yeah <laughs> wouldn't surprise me well in anyway they they used to ride around on their bikes and circle us uh, like, like stephen king style circling yeah, us bullying us and rocks and shit <laughs> Well, there was this. There was this one time that um, I decided I was going to. We were walking home from school in Rhode Island, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I decided to pick up a stick and put it in one of the kids' spokes. So he Ooh. flew over the handlebars after. But this was after he had already shoved my sister down and and like threatened her and stuff. And I was like, "This ain't gonna happen." Right. Right. So I I made the video talking about that, and then she she was like, "Oh, this is fun, but you got a few things wrong." Okay. That didn't happen like this. It happened like that, and it happened like this, and it was a long fucking comment. 
content mm-hmm. about how imperfect my memory of things is and how I probably shouldn't make a video about it if did she if literally it's say that or is that you no that's what she told oh, me personally okay. along with the comment and I said you know what I'm deleting your comment oh that's what I'm doing because you don't get it like even with even with the just saying that I might be right about things you can't even give me my own memory mm-hmm. of an event she's like it happened like this in this order and I'm like it's just a fucking story right just enjoy the fucking story mm-hmm. but like I so if we're I remember maybe a few Thanksgivings ago we had a bunch of people over and and my aunts and uncles were over that almost never visit my father's brother and brothers and, and sister were over and I was trying to tell this story about something that happened to me and my brother was like it's not what fucking happened and I'm like can I just talk like <laughs> I don't know if you're noticing a disturbing trend in my life, but that you, is here's, what it's Here's like. the thing about you that I think hurts you to the core, and that is you hate it when you feel like people aren't listening to you. And I think yeah, that stems from the Jason, fact that I your, you your family didn't listen to you all the time you were growing up. I, I, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I, they actually were not listening to no, you. Every story that you've ever told yeah. about your family, they, have, they were not paying attention. Either they were not paying attention to you, or they were not listening to you yeah and and i i know that it's kind of it's it's petty at this point but at the at the same time it's it if i write it in a story in a book mm-hmm. obviously i must be over that part of it mm-hmm. because i'm i'm ready to lay it down on paper yeah. and it, i don't you you have my book so you know that i'm really critical of myself yeah. in pretty much every story it's yeah. not something where i'm just like they all suck and i'm perfect and i didn't do anything <laughs> wrong it's like it's like no this is what happened i literally i literally <laughs> like lied to my ex-wife and told her that Jesus fixed my gay. Like, how is that not me admitting that I am wrong? And they can't even give me credit for that. Right. Like, some of them can't. They're a couple. Of, I've heard a couple of times they're like, "Well, you're kind of critical of Dana," and I'm like, "Did you miss the entire fucking part mm-hmm. where I'm talking about how I'm a complete dick?" <laughs> like when we broke up, I followed her around with her new boyfriend and like like sat in there at the end of the road and watched them to, to watch them go into the Thanksgiving dinner that I was supposed to be invited to because that's supposed to be my girlfriend. <laughs> Basically fucking stalking. I admitted that. Did yeah. you miss that part? And they're like, no, I, I caught that part. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just you being you. Like, <sighs> Look, okay, that's yeah. that's perfectly fine, but I mean, very recently, very recently, I had, I didn't have an argument, but I mean, I realized something while speaking with um, a family member that's in, in their 70s. Okay. That they really, really don't understand what's going on now and what younger people are facing now in this economy and the way things are now. Mm. And they're basing it on how things were when they were their age. And mm. they will never understand that the advantages that they had when they were doing this in the late 60s and early 70s are not around. And this person literally said, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you just you know, all of the old ad hoc if you really want something, go for it and all that other bullshit. And I'm like boy, you you don't get it, do you? You really don't it's, understand okay, it. Okay, so what year did you start learning algebra in school? Uh, that was sophomore year. Of high school, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. My daughter is learning algebra in the sixth grade. 
Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Okay, and she is learning. She is learning about in, in social studies. She is learning about like social commentary that you would normally learn in college. Mm-hmm. Like these these people, they're, they're like, oh, they have it so easy because they have the computers and shit like that. It's like, yeah, but they got to learn calculus by the mm-hmm. first year of high school. Well, I'm just talking Please. about basic stuff. Like, a, no, I'm, well, I'm saying? just saying. In in, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's no, all right. I'm just saying. In life in general, my my children's lives mm-hmm. were much harder than mine. Just yeah. Even though, even though I'm I, technically with with kid, I'm I'm a younger parent mm-hmm. and closer in age. He still faced a lot of changing bullshit that I ne- I'm looking at the homework like I don't even understand what this, these people are asking him to do. Yeah, and it's not it's not because I'm so far out of it. I just I just finished my degree. It's, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it going, Jesus Christ, you guys are ac- asking them to like be able to you know do organic chemistry with their asshole, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know magically magically be able to learn this stuff and. <laughs> But the crazy part is they're doing it. Yeah, they are. But what they're I meant better than us. My, That's what my I thing is is that they don't. This is an inability to see the world as it is now. They think the world is the same as it is now. These are people who bought homes in the 1970s in California for forty five thousand dollars, and now they can sell them for nine hundred thousand. And mm-hmm. I, most people my age, have never bought a home because every time we started saving for the down payment by the the time we got the down payment that was quoted the down payment went up not by a couple of thousand dollars but like 10 to 20 to 30 thousand dollars so you can never get the amount for the down payment on the house just to qualify for the loan and they're like i don't get it and meanwhile they're selling their houses for a million and going off somewhere else and getting a condo and in colorado and thinking that everyone else is a bunch of lazy jerks when in point of fact these fucking assholes are the ones that fuck the system them over for their kids and now for their grandkids and they refuse to face the fact that that's what they've done to this fucking country so fuck them you know what's funny you sound like the opposite of an angry old curmudgeon what is the opposite (laughs) i'm an angry young man (coughs) i guess so Uh, you want to do a show yeah Yeah, and speaking of the 1960s let's go ready three two one Hi everybody, welcome to Let Me Finish, Two Men, One Story, and a Nap Time. My name is Jason Hardick. You better interrupt. Say your name. And I am Atticus Blake. And on this show, Addie tells a story, and Jason has a dream about fairies. (laughs) I may lull you to sleep with this story. I'm very tired, you guys. So I'm going to oscillate between sleepy and cranky, more than likely. And, and so, uh, hey guys, if you have a story that you want to read on the show, please go to the Let Me Listen podcast website, go to the contact page and leave it for us there, or write me and let me know how you can get it to me. And what are, what story are we going we gonna to do? Do it. Do so the story. So last week or the week before, I suggested that we well, take my... four robbers came knocking at my door. <laughs> <coughs> I said... So what, uh, when I initially started rewriting uh, Picket Fences and my own version, I I, uh, I was also taking the Great Courses Pluses in writing. And one of the suggestions that they made was that you, if you want to really write something that you want to send off to a publisher, you write the entire thing and then you take that piece of shit and you throw it away as if it were garbage. That's and right. And you rewrite it again. That's right. So the first version of this story is so like radically different from the version that is is I'm going to be 
sending to a publisher yeah. that I thought that I would share it like we're reading life in high definition. That's right. We're doing literature. Now, I know I read some of this before, but I'm going to try and go beyond the point that I read before. One step beyond. So, my version, my first and garbage version of Hicket Fences. Can I interject something before we start? Sure. Okay. So, animals should wear underwear. Why? Because I love my dog, and she's sleeping with, on her back, right? I, on my lap. Right? Can but you, what is it? Every oh, time God. I look down, all I see is my dog's pussy, and I'm tired of it. I want her to cover up. I'm tired of looking at my dog's cunt. Aren't you tired of looking at dogs' anuses? Well, they have tails and long hair, so I never hardly ever see their anus. A cat's anus, yes. We should just spackle that over. <laughs> you know that there are little jewels that you can put on your cat's tail that cover up its butthole, right? What in the fuck did you just say? That exists. No, it doesn't. It does. What cat would tolerate that? I don't know. What fucking but it's, cat it's like a little would allow you, you to at do the bottom that. of their tail, fuck. and it's got a little jewel that hangs over their butt. Oh, so it hangs over. It's not like something you insert. No, you just, but still. You just don't pound crazy. it in there. Tap, 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 tap. Literally someone going into a store and getting, can I have one of those little uh, diamond things that I can put over my cat's butthole? One of those the little diamond the, things. And then the guy behind the counter is like, oh yeah, we have a nice selection here of sapphires and diamonds and rubies. And, and then all of a sudden he's like, I got this one that goes all the way across its back and it'll cover your cat's well, anus. I mean, you never have, have to, to know it's an underwear, animal. But just like a modesty thing. Just like a little modesty's like thing thank god it's just ugly and doesn't look human at all but i mean i just don't you're making me sad though my dad's dogs they both died in within a year span mm, i'm sorry he needs a new puppy but he won't get it yet why i don't know i think he's just not ready those two dogs were really great oh yeah, yeah. the one that had water on the brain and was walking sideways into the room <laughs> crab walking everywhere oh and then the other one well i don't i think she died of kidney kidney failure i'm sorry <sighs> All right. So he's all alone in that house with no dogs. Yeah, and my brother's my brother has gone off to um, to work in what is basically a a uh, low rent hospice care home. He's doing a really good a really good thing there. I'm oh, actually good. I'm actually like very I'm actually very proud of what he's doing. Good for him. He's taking care of he's taking care of uh, HIV patients. Um, uh, well, that have, most of them, I believe, have full-blown AIDS. And uh -huh. there are homeless people who have nowhere else to go. They come, they go, they stay for a few nights, and they have they have funding from their own their own Social Security as well as some funding from the state. Mm -hmm. And he's the one that's regulating their medications. Oh, good for him. Good yeah. for him. It's really sweet, right? Yeah. Better than bringing trash in the house so badly that it poisons me and I punch him in the fucking face. <laughs> That happened. That was you see, you told that story on this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, punch, all right. Yeah, you said that you remember the title's good. I do. Punch Drunk Brotherly Love. I don't that's know right. what number it is, but all the names are whimsical. That's what Jason does. That's that's what I pay him for. Yeah, that's all the buckets of money. <laughs> well, if we'd get back on iTunes, we would get more popular and get more patrons, and then you could start paying me. He's like, no. That's no, that's not why we do this, and you know it. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So, on to my Joshua. On to his Joshua. A more realistic Joshua who lives in 1963. Mm-hmm. <sighs> At around 15, Josh began to notice something that most boys like to believe is only happening to them. Pubic hair. Absolutely. Okay. Now, there was not a moment of his life when his thoughts were not somehow directed or diverted by some strange force to sex, or sexual acts, or wondering how sex felt, or imagining what it looked like, or how it could be performed, or what it smelled like. Etc. What it tasted like. What it? Oh, yeah, it's what it the tasted like. The various positions. It tastes like ass to mouth. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Uh, this new discovery. I'm trying to get off of the flavor from Doritos. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> the new flavor. <laughs> ass to mouth Doritos. Well, let's see. We have chicken and waffles or ass to mouth. <laughs> if it's clean, it doesn't really taste like anything. It just tastes like skin. Oh, I'm sure. If it's like scrubbed completely clean. Yeah, sure. You got to get you some of that. Shut up. I told you. <laughs> We got I'm trying to get us off the shit train. That's why I chose to read this time. Uh, well, good luck with that. <laughs> this new discovery had become his all-encompassing obsession to understand everything, that and order. To look at his room, one might believe that it was lately occupied by an elderly librarian. Hello! Books lined every shelf in alphabetical order, then by size, then by its own date of purchase. I lost my underwear. <laughs> Said librarian had a sizable baseball card collection, which was never to be touched. I love baseball cards. Don't touch them. And that librarian had just had just one bad habit of keeping his copies of Boy's Life squished directly between a, sca- a stack of Playboy and Modern Man, and whose press be- and and those pressed between the mattress and box spring of his bed. There, delicately hidden by the ne- by the neatness of his military talk. No hunk hunk muscle magazine. If you notice, I actually did research. I know. Look at that, everybody. If you guys all want to, if this is like somebody's first podcast, go go to the uh, playlist that Microblogonism put together called Jason Enjoys P- Picket Fences, and you'll understand What? He made a playlist called from. Jason Enjoys Picket Fences? Yeah, it's all the, he found all of the episodes where I read Picket Fences and put them in a row. Oh, micro. I know. How and many yes, episodes he's... is it? Oh, I don't know, like maybe 40. Isn't that just me just getting angrier and angrier? <laughs> Until you get toasted in the last episode, and you were, he was lit. He smoked, and then he was like, I don't know if I can hold my blood during this whole thing. I'm laughing so hard. Uh, uh. Yes, Josh could bounce a quarter from his bed to the ceiling, and that, amongst a host of other things, satisfied his need for rightness in the world. It didn't stop there, though. Everything from the part in his hair under underneath his scout cap to the tightness of his belt around his waist, even the direction of the hairs and the hairs on his eyebrows had to be pressed with brill cream, or a severe bout of anxiety would sink its claws into his spine and set him writing things in his small corner of the world. It's amazing how he has a thing, and you're not saying what the thing is, but you can tell what the thing is. Yeah, it's a totally different thing in the other story. Though. You said brill cream. Brill cream? My goodness, what's brill cream? It's, uh, that it still exists. Yeah, I know it does. Because there, there are still old men in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's where I find it. I find like I'm gonna get the, your your dentures out of the drawer. There's fucking brill cream in here. Yeah, put some of that on my hair. I have one left. Do it. <laughs> this new discovery, though, that there were things beyond anxiety or the mere satisfaction of a ninety degree angle that he could produce within himself. And without the need of another, that his dick would get so hard he could point it direct. It would point directly at his face like a pleading friend wanting nothing more than to be played with. What? It was unnerving, unsettling, and somehow pointless, like Sisyphus. <laughs> and that once he was done tossing it and sanitized himself of his ejaculate, it would come back an hour later. He both loved it and hated it. Josh's father was stationed in Korea and might not be home for months yet, so that left his mother to talk to, but he didn't. His mother couldn't know anything about what this was like. Uh, at all. She, oh, yeah, how could she possibly know anything about boners? He had seen a public school service announcement about the mechanics of sex, played on a reel to reel. Hey, how you doing? Attendant. My name's Paulie. This is Joe. Welcome to the mechanics of sex. <laughs> 
<coughs> we're going to perform this with your gym teacher. So the first thing you got to know is all of the skin is a sexual organ. You can literally masturbate on someone's stomach. Don't just jump on a goyle and stick your penis inside of it. You got to start slow. Hey, 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 is it my turn yet? Hold on, I'll come in and I'll show you guys how it's done from across the room. I told you to get out of our fucking garage. I'm fucking you right now. Uh, by the gym teacher, and it did little to assuage his fears. In fact, while viewing it, he had gotten an erection. Uh-oh. That even while sitting on the bleachers and shrouded in darkness, he feared he could shrouded not Shrouded in darkness. He tucked the thing under his spandex waistband of his gym shorts and prayed to jeer Jesus that the damn thing would go away. Thankfully, it did. He could do little to avoid the influence of his bi- of his biology, but had begun to masturbate daily and uh, masturbate daily and nightly, hoping <laughs> masturbating daily and night <laughs> nightly. I'm sorry. You could just say masturbating day and night. I mean, daily and nightly. (laughs) Daily and nightly. Masturbate everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Like on Kira, nightly. I played I played that other old Ice Ice Baby video for my for my for my daughter. Why? And she thought it was f- because the eighties and nineties are cool again, oh, man. Oh God! So I I was showing her. I'm like, when I in 1988 when Ice Ice Baby came out, this was the coolest fucking thing ever. Daddy had a high fade, and he he shaved grooves into his his eyebrow. I actually did. Did you really? Yeah, every kid I did. would every boy did. I would kill for a picture of you with a shaved eyebrow. I have one with the lines in my side that he, he used to do too oh really yeah I can I can send that to you you can actually you can put it on the website if you want I don't care <laughs> I think it's a cute picture I look at that and I'm like aww <laughs> Uh, Did you have a crush on him? No, I didn't. I just, I just thought he was the coolest thing ever. Doing the Roger Rabbit. Doing the Roger Rabbit. Did you? I didn't get. To, did my you brother watch went his to movie? see him in concert. Did you watch his movie? No, Cool as Ice. Yeah. No. Okay. He got paid a million dollars for that. Yeah. The last million he ever made. Somebody, somebody <laughs> asked me. Somebody asked me what he was doing now, and I was like, I think he's just sitting. He has like five hundred thousand followers on Twitter. Uh huh. And he sit. He mocks Donald Trump. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he could do little to avoid the influence of his biology but it had begun to masturbate You're daily right. at night daily hoping at night. beyond hope that this that this preventative measure would stop is it, it from daily at night that you wrote you write daily at night yeah i did didn't i uh, that's okay. why this is the garbage one right yes it seemed that josh had a woefully sad time trying to maintain his life in uh the way it had been since his first real conscious thoughts at the age of four strangely those thoughts had been that he really hated his mother for not letting him buy a, ba- a bag of penny candy penny candy then cursing himself you have to do that every time I mention something that was obviously researched. Penny candy. <laughs> At Woolworths. Woolworths was a thing, guys. It was a thing. Actually, it was a neat thing. And I remember the very last one dying before my eyes. <laughs> Did it literally like go... <sighs> There was a Woolworths that was really close to my house, and it still had the diner with the chairs and the things, right? We still had thrifty drugs. Thrifty drugs that still had... You totally talked over that joke. What did you say? I didn't hear what you You said. You said they had the lunch counter and all that, and I said, you mean where black people couldn't go? No, not in California. Not here. Never here. (laughs) Yes, there. Not here. Um, We had a thrifty that had still had like a soda fountain with an ice cream shop where Mm. you could get an egg cream or something. Shoppy with an an Ian and a little apostrophe over it. That's right. An old man would fix you up with ice cream Sunday. I remember, like I said, uh, uh, on that same, when I was living in Rhode Island, not do- not far down the street from where we used to, because we used to just be able to walk wherever the fuck we wanted at seven. And, uh, you know, clowns would accost us from the sewers. <laughs> clowns would just pop up. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, I we Would used to you go like to this place, blue, Georgie? and anyone, <laughs> I say that to my daughter, and she's like, "Um, absolutely not. You're a fucking clown in the suit." Well, swear, <laughs> Hello, Eddie. Would you like a nice porno make? <laughs> <laughs> Look at these naked men. <laughs> <laughs> If you lived here, you'd be home by now. <laughs> I say that to her, and she's like, I don't want anything from you. I'm just going to go the other way now. Okay? <laughs> I don't want anything from you. <laughs> well, and, I mean, in her mind, I, I mean, she's so she's so logical, but she has fun watching the movie, and she does get scared. <sighs> but she's literally, she watches it, and she's just like, she's just like, I'm not taking a fucking thing from you. I'm I, calling my parents. I'm going to say it right now. I love the Pennywise from the new movie. I, I know. You already do. went over this. I think he's great too. I was uh he was in Deadpool for like a minute. <laughs> what? Was he? I forgot I forgot he was part of the X Force. He was just standing there and I'm, all of a sudden James looks at me and he goes, That's that's Pennywise and I'm uh, like, Oh my god, he has his he can point his eyes like that. Yeah, they, he can do that in, in and real the, life. And the lip thing that he does, he yeah. can do that too. Mm. Alright. Then cursing himself for thinking such a thing. After all, he was she was his only best and only friend. But from then on he would always remember that his first conscious thing he had ever felt was hate. And thereafter, the constant need to never feel such a thing again. Staring into the mirror at the perfection of his pressed military green uniform and red ascot tied at the neck, he what? flattened the thing down again and again. He's a Boy Scout. Oh, okay. And again, still never at- obtaining the split, the, the perfect split in the photos of Boy's life. Later, he would learn to use the knots that he learned in Boy Scouts to tie himself to the bed. You forgot to say, Boy's life. Oh, well, Boy's Life is still around, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? I don't know. I think so. Okay. N- now it's called Stay Away From Your Scoutmaster. <laughs> he turned now sideways. Now it's called Glue Your Underwear On. <laughs> <laughs> Lifted his chin upward, and out of the corner of his eye, he looked stiff at a stiffly held posture. Arms at his side, spine curved, chest out. He was himself a giant boner. I'm a boner. He sighed. <laughs> Boing. <laughs> He sighed deeply, deflated his lungs, and fell out on his bed and stared at the ceiling. Despite being told that all of his feelings were normal, Josh knew that he was anything but. Aside from his obsessive tendencies and his newfound absent-minded toy, his father being away, his friendlessness, and his constant growth spurts that made him an inch taller than the other boys. Oh no, Josh growth knew... spurts! <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God growth spurts are relatively gradual. Can I have some soup? Could you, <laughs> could you imagine? You're just sitting at the table and all of a sudden your dick gets hard you shoot up three inches well, I know. I there are. I mean, for uh, they 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 can track that there are actually certain summers during teenage life where you will grow an entire inch. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's an insane it's an insane amount of growth or or one to two inches. Growing know? pains are a real thing because you yeah. you outpace your body's ability to adjust. Yeah, just I've, get keep Kirk Cameron away from everyone though. Well, there was a summer where I went from like five. <laughs> you totally to... fucked up. <laughs> I went. Yeah, I heard the Kirk Cameron one. I just went. Stay away from Kirk Cameron. Everybody does. Fuck him. The universe just exploded into being. Who could believe that? Me. But it didn't explode. That's a straw man. It's not. It's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, Josh knew that deep down, and that everything about him was so different that he could never make friends. You can tell this is a shit version because of how many vats are in there. <laughs> it never occurred to him that most, if not all, of his predicaments, when it came to lo- loneliness, anyways, were of his own doing, and without even realizing it. Hmm. Oh wait, I just realized that I. 
I wrote, it occurred to him and then said without even realizing it. How can it occur to him if he never... Oh, yeah, that's true. You can't have something occur to you without realizing that it occurred to you. He sat out at recess. He showered alone in the locker room after the others left and spent his spare time at home reading and organizing things. He ignored party invitations from his troop members and all of this stemmed from the fact that he believed they would somehow read his thoughts and and would know, as if by magic, that he was a homosexual. Oh, there we go. Finally, the shoe dropped. He had figured this out to his utter dismay and delight by chance flipping through his father's, or now his, magazines, and after the discovery that his boners were associated with the sight of something or someone that he liked. At first, he was reading Downbeat Magazine. No, Downbeat. Downbeat Magazine. A music publication that had the latest information of everything pop. There on the cover was a full page uh, black and white of Elvis Presley. Oh, you got a boner for Elvis Presley? I get a boner from Elvis Presley. You thought he was handsome? Young Elvis, sure. Okay. He's hot. Josh smiled down at him. Elvis's goat black hair, his prominent brow, elegant nose, deep blue eyes, and heartbreakingly perfect smile caused Josh's blood pressure to rise along with a feeling of lightheadedness. And then he found himself getting hard. Why? I don't think have ever gotten lightheaded no matter how beautiful I thought a woman was. I don't yeah, think. but you're weird. I'm not weird. I, I appreciate beauty when I see it. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think I've ever gotten lightheaded. Mm. I have need you? soda. Give me a sec here. Oh, good um, Have I ever gotten lightheaded at the beauty of someone? Yes. Yes, actually. Actually, okay. I have. I have. Where I was okay. like, holy fuck. Fuck balls. That person, that guy is just, wow. Like, <laughs> it's impressive how I am literally balking like I write in books. Like, mm. I'm like, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. I've never, that's, yeah. All right, let me get soda. I'll be okay, back. goodbye. Give me a minute. He's going to say something nasty. He's going to say something nasty. I'm not going to say anything nasty. Maybe I should say something nasty. But now that he's put me on the spot, I can't think of anything. And he knows I'm tired. And I'm not nearly as funny when I'm tired. Oh my god, he's come back with like a nine liter bottle of soda. I have my... I have my uh, woman-shaped bottle of uh, Diet Coke. Why is it a woman-shaped bottle? That is actually what the shape is meant to signify, to make Why? people buy it. You mean to make men buy it? I buy it because I see a large-chested man, or I see a cock that is really, really weird. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> You met someone who had a Coke bottle-shaped cock. I, you know what? I, I, on, on Tumblr, well, not anymore, because they got rid of all the porn. Um, <laughs> Did they really? On, oh yeah, no, they're getting rid of every single, every single porn account, even the, even the artistic ones. Oh wow. Um, but I, guys always hold their dick, their big huge dick, next to a beer can to show how fat it is. <laughs> And I, I, can you imagine if someone someone pulled out a dick and it was actually shaped like a Coke bottle, like a 20-ounce Coke bottle? I think that was just like, I'm going to take a picture of my dick and I need to sh- I need something for scale. And they just reached around for whatever was handy and, and it was beer cans. Have you ever yep. seen like certain people's homes when they go in and they've been evicted or the dude died or something and there's like a Lazy Boy recliner and a mountain of empty beer cans on either side of it? Yeah. What the fuck is that about? They're just sitting there drinking until their liver dies. <laughs> they turn yellow and the ammonia builds up in their system until they, they their eyes are, are, are like, you know, cat cat yellow colored. <laughs> cat yellow. Cat eyed yellow. Okay. You know. All right. Okay. He asked himself and tried to push that. Hey, I, I once met a patient who had grown into their Barker lounger. How did you meet a patient? Because they were, they were removed from, they were removed by EMTs out of the house and uh, brought to the they were they were grown into it by with fungus oh my 
God in heaven. Yeah, they were like the intermediary communicating with the Barca lounger. <laughs> oh, God. And they were they were leaking massive amounts of fluid. They came I in would and imagine. Like, yeah, they so were, they, they, they cut them from the they cut them from the, the chair, right? They cut the chair mm-hmm. and probably came in with the chair still attached to them. Well they went they went to the hospital first, but then the hospital was like, Well, this is just wounds. We we don't need to we don't not gonna tend this. You guys can regulate the antibiotics and all that kind of stuff. Right. And they brought they brought her there and and I was I was like, we're wrapping 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 she looked like a mummy and then, and then the nurses were like no she's bleeding too much we got to send her back out to the hospital like, right yeah I was like well what ha- I asked, I'm like what brings you to it? like I my thing is I as a nurse's aide I will walk into a person's room and I'm like hey how are you doing my name is you know Atticus and I and I I'm I'm here to help you whatever you need you just press that button and I'll come in and I'll help I'll get what you need and press I this do that button, I'm honey. <laughs> I'm doing it, and I'm I'm like, would you like something to drink? Oh God! <laughs> like, 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 standing. I I lost. I got lightheaded looking at that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. All right. He asked. So what? Did it, it was bed sores that developed into into fungus growing into their flesh. Oh my God! And giving them almost sepsis. Ugh, human beings, huh? Yeah. What a waste of DNA. Well, you could just grind it all up and <laughs> we could have been <laughs> feed it to a cow. Snort it. (laughs) There's a video floating around of one of my friends feeding a cow a cheeseburger. What the fuck? (laughs) It's terrible, but I can't stop laughing. That poor, that animal doesn't even know what it's doing. That is fucking sick. I am such a bad person. Because I can't, you're laughing too, though. I am, but it's just so fucking wrong. Just the, just the idea. I saw the video once, so I only vaguely remember that they had went. They'd gone to McDonald's to get themselves. Uh, this was right around the, the the year that they created the dollar menu. Yeah, and they were like, they were like, yeah, let's let's go get some some uh, ninety nine cent double cheeseburgers. And then he he pulled along. We live in we live in cow countries. I know, I know, the, know? Ca- I know the area well. So they're driving, they're driving down the road, and and they, they got, I guess they got out of the car, and they're like, I got this new like, you know, it was still on. VHS tape, a digital VHS. Yeah, yeah. Like the transition, and he's like, he told the other person, "Hey, film this." And he got out, and there's a cow just hanging over the fence into the. And he's like, he's like, here you go, and he feeds it. A Fuck. Cheese. And it's like, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> all right, all right. He asked himself and tried to push the thoughts away. They came back. Why him? He asked himself again. There was no answer except the increasing length of himself against his thigh. <laughs> what could I do with him? What could one guy do with another? He did not yeah. know. Then he felt something he could only describe as shame. Shame akin to the kind he felt in church when listening to the sins one could commit and realizing he himself had probably done quite a few of those things. Mm. But this was worse, though. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, his mother would say. It did not stop stop with Elvis either. During the king and I, he absently wondered what it would feel like to fall into the arms of Yule Brenner. Yule Brenner. Aww. And Jim thought it would be, is, he's beautiful. You, you, think, you think? Come on, he's very beautiful. I yeah. think he's interesting looking, but I never thought Yul Brenner was like you know beautiful. Mm. And thought it would be quite comforting and soft. He imagined stroking the top of Yule's masculine head and kissing him. Then thereafter, his penis was a divining rod, pointing <laughs> him in the direction of James Dean, Marlon Brando, and Paul Newman. Mm-hmm. Who are those people? Those people are all dead now. Dead, dead. <laughs> 
But they lived in the 60s. Yes, they did. They did. I met Paul Newman. <coughs> you did not. I did. Was he a crotchety old curmudgeon who didn't? It was when he was doing warming? race car driving. You could walk up right up to his. They have RVs and stuff. You walk up to his RV, and when they were I'm getting so ready for a race, it was at Sears Point Raceway. Oh, was he nice? Yeah, he was a really nice guy. Yeah, he figured out quite quickly what he could do with a man. Were he to actually choose to follow through with his fantasies, kissing would be nice. Touching would be nice. Touching wieners would be nice. Touching and sleeping wieners. together would be nice. Yeah. Now, are you remembering that? This you want me? I, I you you want to get together it. and touch wieners? Okay. <laughs> I kind of like to use butter on mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the idea that that's what that's what gay gay dudes do is touch wieners. Okay. This is this is much fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> But it was all for naught, as he knew, that were people to find out his predilections, he would be outcast, or worse. He imagined getting beaten to a pulp, arrested. Arrested in the 50s and 60s. Then <laughs> How truly, is that? Because that's oh, something well, that yeah, Haydn because, doesn't yeah. even fucking touch on. Then yeah. being truly alone, even abandoned by his mother, his only friend. She would ask about the playboys under his bed. Then he would have to sobbingly confess to her that they were there for subterfuge in case she went searching through his things. Subterfuge. Not that she would, though. She never had to clean his room, as it was the no. tidiest in the house. That's right. His worries bordered on obsessive for a few moments. Then he stood up again, stared down his picturesque, white, blonde-haired, blue-eyed visage, and pulled out the corners of his blankets to flatten the creases he made from laying there. And his thoughts drifted away as if they had never been in that dark, sexual place. He sat at his desk chair and thought rather than his Chippewa boots. Chippewa cork sole boots. Oh. Today he would wear his saddle and tan white shoes with his wooden <laughs> heels. After all, today was that today at Scouts they were not doing anything that would require an enormous amount of walking. Merely recitations from the Bible, talking about vigilance, courage, and other such things. And how not could, to be a homo. Boys could not actually enact Hello, at the age of 15. Jesus said, please don't be a homo. <laughs> Unless it's with me. <laughs> I hang out with 13 dudes. What do you think we're doing? 12. Hmm? 12. Well, first what you do is you pe- you put a, you a piece wieners. of you put a piece of matzo bread on the floor and then we all stand around. <laughs> Whoever comes first has to eat it. <laughs> that was the last supper. <laughs> all right, that's the title of this episode, The Last Supper. Make people think that we're actually quitting. Yeah. And, was and a- Judas was the first one to come, so he had to eat it, and that's why I got pissed off. <laughs> I'm giving you up, Jesus. 40 <laughs> pieces of silver. Bye. And then I'm either going to hang myself or I'm going to explode or something. <laughs> That's right, kids. There are two different versions of the story in the Bible. That's right. And two different versions of who purchased the field. Was it Judas or was it the Pharisees that bought it for him? Anyways, there was a knock at his door and a smoky, cigarette-addled voice of his mother came. Hello! Hello! (laughs) Josh, it's almost time to go. I don't understand why your father won't come home. She would not... She would not disturb his privacy except when needed. Yes, mother. May I come in? He thought for a moment, then said yes. She opened the Oakwood door, and on entering, he looked her up and down. She was dressed in her usual pair of jean uh, jean casual capris. Casual capris. And a woman's button-down that exposed her neck. Atop the neck was his mother's elegantly beautiful face, red lipstick, and enshrouded in, in a bobby-pinned updo. Her feet were clad in a black, white, black saddle shoes. The female version of the shoes he was wearing right now. Black saddle shoes. 
She asked, smiling, standing up. Stand up, please. He stood up. She ruffled his shoulders, then smoothed them. She tilted his hat to the angle he himself could not perfect. Then and then his... she started kissing his neck. No, mother, please. <laughs> not again. No, mother. <laughs> then she shuffled his belt over it, over the button of his pants. Then looking down, she asked, Are those the shoes you're going to wear today? Yes. We're not doing any hiking today, so I thought I would wear them in. I haven't worn them since the first day of school. His real reason was be that would, uh, had been that he liked how the shoes made his calves pump in the mirror. <laughs> Softly, she said. Okay. Then his hands, hands on his neck, she held his head and stared at him for a long moment. You're so Hip- beautiful. Almost so beautiful him. you could be a girl. He hated it when she said this, but was not about to correct her for the billionth time. I'm a man, she, mama. A man. She meant well by saying it, and to, and to her it was a compliment. Though how it was, he did not know, and just rationalized that it was his mother and she washed his underwear for him, so he should just take the compliment instead That's of right. complaining. Like George Carlin said. Let's go, she said, then pointed her thumbs to the front door down the hall. Oh, okay. The home the what? home they lived in was a single-floor ranch, the kind of which you could find anywhere in the cookie-cutter towns cropping up all over central New England. Cookie-cutter. Three beds, one bath, living living room and dining room adjacent to each other so he could watch Buddy Dean, Howdy Doody, and Ed Sullivan show. Buddy Dean, Howdy Doody, and the Ed Valsell show. And it also came with a, with a basement that could double as a dungeon. Exactly. Mother used it all the time. <laughs> Oh, the devil gentlemen, you know, Jason. <laughs> gentlemen callers would come and beg for her to beat them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jason. Oh, Jason. You are please, in my mind. Please, please let your son watch. <laughs> she could smell. He could smell his mother's sultry cooking in cell. So they stepped what? outside. Sultry crisp, cooking. Sultry cooking. Yeah. Delicious, oh, okay. Delicious. Sultry savory. usually means like sexy. Mm, let's see the synonyms: hot, humid, muggy, stifling, oppressive. Okay. All right. This is the trash version for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's sultry in here. Mm, this sultan, food is humid, mother. <laughs> the Sultan of SWAT, Babe Ruth, comes out. That's not how you use that word. And spits, spits fucking. <laughs> tobacco in his eye. They stepped outside to a crisp fall afternoon into a kind of scenic Norman Norman Rockwell painting. Norman Rockwell. Oh, boy. Fresh-cut green grass hugged their cobblestone paths of driveway. The yard itself was enclosed in white picket fencing. Something his mother ah, had... Ha, ha. Not done. Okay. Something his mother had objected to when making when making her choice of house. But his father, not unlike his son, the son he had born, born had desired a sort of life that drooled perfection. And she did not dig up the fencing, and she said that she would while he was away. Instead, oh. she and Josh kept the house just as he had left it. She reached the end of the driveway, and she rounded her red 19... 1953 Chevy Bel Air converted. 1953 Chevy Bel Air and waited for her to unlock the door. The car was meant to be garaged until after his father got back, but their Rambler station wagon had shit the bed, as she had put it. And with <laughs> little money to repair it, it presently sat in the garage, gathering dust. As she unlocked the door, she thought she... she as she unlocked the door, he thought he may not even go to Scouts. She did, after all, drop him off in front of the Grand Lodge of the Masons, and drive away without looking to see whether or not he went in. I saw that. Truth I'm gonna was, run away! <laughs> truth was, Scouts had become increasingly boring, being that they were only uh, they were there were only Tim and two other boys that were his age in the troop, and they were they were a set of twins, the Carver twins, that he had found irritating as they talked in their own. How many times language. did he imagine him and the Carver twins? No, he finds them boring. He doesn't like them. Okay, that he found irritating as they talked in their own made-up language. They drove, and he pondered the fall and the change of the seasons, along with the mild discontent of having no one to throw a baseball with. You know, boy. Oh. The dissatisfaction reminded him that just minutes before clothing himself and checking out. 
out his calves in the mirror and noting the smoothness <laughs> of them, that they were like lady lady legs from ankle to buttocks, and he didn't mind that much that much, but couldn't tell anyone about it. it Le was, lady legs. <laughs> it was nothing like throwing a baseball coming down out of my pant leg. <laughs> no, he's it like I think there is a later scene where he is literally putting on his mother's like fishnet stockings. Does he and... jerk off to his own legs? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just walking around. He's like, look at my bum. <laughs> Upon reaching the lodge, he waved his mother. He waved as his mother sped away, leaving dust in the air, and did as he thought he would. Left the steps of the great lodge and walked to the center of town to spend his dime on something sweet. Pacing in, there was a clown in the road. No, <laughs> pacing an unpaved road towards the center of town to McGowan's drugstore. He kicked dust left and right, knowing that it would give him the opportunity later to clean his shoes with linseed oil. Linseed oil. He made messages <laughs> that he would so spill he... on his chest and groin, <laughs> and and rub the shoes on them like many serial killers that he worshipped. <laughs> He made messes just so he could clean them up. The feeling of polishing something gave him a sort of giddy excitement, like an earworm from the radio that could not be satisfied but by listening to it once Oop, again. Earworm. Is that a? That, but that's a word. I mean, that's that's still transgenerational. But I don't think it's transgenerational. Earworms relatively recent. Oh well, whatever. The okay. road wound round. Wound, uh, the road wound around the outskirts of town. <laughs> wow! Did you write intentionally write a tongue twister? But back then, back then, say again, it three times fast. Again. I fucking dare you. The road the round, road round, oh, the road wound around the outskirts of town, then back to the center again. In this particular <laughs> area, there were only industrial buildings of the dilapidated sort from the century past, but were still used as product as production boomed after the Second World War. The Second World War. Is he Production going to boom. the street where the guys hang out? Uh, I wait. I don't know yet. Let me. I forgot. Okay, wait. Nu- uh. Numerous additions to these buildings showed their obvious newness, with fresh paint and lumber that seemed to scream that it was still alive. I'm still As alive. It- as he passed Clink's lumber and Doherty's steel, he looked through the chain-link fences into the windows at the men with hard hats and overalls, lifting, sawing, grinding, with wild sparks flying everywhere. And Before he knew he it, his have... pants were off and he was jerking off. <laughs> There's that kid who comes by the fence every day. But you, dude, just don't look. Don't well, look. let's put on a show for him. <laughs> we like to saw and lift with our shirts off and send wild <laughs> sparks on each other. Oops, I've spilled the okay. oil again. <laughs> It might not be so bad a thing. After all, all of the five fathers who had attended scouts on the weekends worked in, and worked in the mills and seemed to be doing well for themselves. Because that's how the economy worked then. You could literally have a shitty job and be doing well. Yeah, on one More houses for your whole family. For your family of six. Yeah. More houses with white picket fences and perfectly kept lawns. But Josh thought more deeply than this. Knowing he, knowing he would not like to stay here, he had big dreams and hopes for the future as all boys did. I'm going to the he, big city. And thought he could do even... Even better. He did not just want the little fine things that everyone else had. He wanted more than that. So much more that his dreams... He wanted at... big fine things. <laughs> like a big fine ball of yarn. I want an elephant dipped in gold. <laughs> that I can dance on. <laughs> like Mowgli. It's me and Elvis making out on the back of a giant gold elephant. Uh, I'm going to write dream... it down the center of town and f- flip off everybody. <laughs> This is my dick. Look uh. at me work it. 
<laughs> so much more that his dreams at night spilled over into the day, encumbering his thoughts and preventing him from concentrating on anything outside of his little bubble. Farther down the path before the road took a turn into town was a gated baseball diamond, the kind which he had never set foot in, not out of fear, but because he had never been invited to play baseball by anyone. Aww. Just as he had shown interest in things like that, his father had been called to duty. He stood at he stood at one more chain-link fence, planted his fingers in it, and hung his arm there watching. Upon each of the bases stood boys about his age, haunched over their knees, waiting for a throw or a hit. He didn't know. The mechanics <laughs> of the game had never been taught to him. Yet he collects baseball cards. There's a continuity. Yeah, there's a little right problem with that. I think, the I think they were his father's, and that's why he keeps them. He just likes the pictures of the dudes. There was the strike of a bat against a ball. Ra- uh, raucous, like the sound of snapping wood in an empty room. He looked up and saw and a ball careened into the air, then up and down into the mitt of a boy standing outside of the diamond. The boy held up his glove and yelled, Got it! Victoriously. There were there were sighs, and lamentably, hats down, the boys sitting on the bench stood up and took their spots at the bases. While the boys... Now you see that I understand the mechanics of baseball. Yes. Okay. It was also confusing to Josh. He decided to wait there for a bit to figure out what this game was all about. He leaned against the fence, tongue-in-cheek, thinking that this this was a mite boring. <laughs> Why the giggle, you son of a bitch? Baseball is an elegant sport. It's like watching fucking paint dry. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you and your armored catch. He leaned against the fence. Uh, no. They go in, they go out. Sometimes someone hit a ball, and sometimes someone caught it. Sometimes there were shouts, and sometimes there was running. 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 And with, slack, and with a lack of adults to supervise, there was a lot of swearing. Because kids swore in the 1950s. Kids have always sworn. Yeah, well, tell that to Haydn. Anyways. Haydn doesn't know what people are, much less what was going on. <laughs> Are you a black? Uh, you're black, loosely. He's the only one that wrote a story about two gay teen boys and never said dick or even mentioned that area of the body ever. Yep, his dick in this. He himself almost never swore, as the resultant punishment from his mother would be severe. Once he had stubbed his toe against the against the corner and yelled the S word, and his mother had thundered that thundered in to tell him that he would not be watching TV that night or any other night that week. Oh, but these boys did it with such care. Absent-mindedness and talent that he found himself enthralled by their speech. More enthralled by their speech than by the game they had been playing. Mm. Son of a whore. I fucked your mom. Smell my finger. That's your sister's pussy. Had been a few of his favorites. Was just the course of conversation. had been a few of his favorites though he would not though when he would use them he had no idea <laughs> suddenly a fly ball bounced uh, against the top of the fence and over his head and rolled lazily a few feet away from the dirt into the road there he stared at it mindlessly until a shout assailed him hey he looked in the direction of the call and there before him through the fence clad in a pair of shorts converse hair high tops converse high tops and a dirty white undershirt stood a boy with hazel eyes and tousled brown hair that was unkept and a bit greasy gross josh could not help but notice but notice the mask the muscularity of the boy and the prominence of his brow along with the strong jawline of a man though he couldn't have been any older than Josh himself mm. Josh felt lust the boy leaned forward pointing his glove at the ball and said would you mind getting that in an earnest yet condescending tone um yeah Josh said then pasted into and then paced into the road and leaned down and palmed the ball turning to the boy just as Josh was about to throw don't, it underhand huh I was gonna tell him don't throw it Josh you don't know what you're doing <laughs> just as Josh was about to throw it underhand and possibly embarrass himself there was another shout from the 
boy. Look out! And then the boy's face scrunched into a wince. The boys on the field followed suit as and Josh unknowingly looked over around for whatever it was they were scared of. Just then he heard a hard f- just then something hard and flat struck him in the face and spun him like a top, head oh, first and the rest of his body, dizzying him, and for a moment the world was stars and dirt. Before him, falling ribbons of blood spurted from his nose in an arc that would be forever emblazoned into his memory of the event. The way it hung there, fought before falling in circles around him. Af- after he had lost angular momentum and he waved, then fell then fell onto his belly into the street. From his vantage point on the ground, he could see the crowd of boys running down the field, then curled his own head down to see what had hit him. A truck had skidded to a halt. Uh, its side view mirror had been bent inward by Josh's, fa- by Josh's face. <laughs> a, crowd of, a crowd of feet came into his vision. Leather-clad converse saddle shoes of the same kind he wore today, and a couple of feet were bare, encompassing him. He could not lift his head to see at, see them as it hurt so much. <clears throat> and so when they began to whisper about what to do and ask if he were okay, it seemed as though his feet, the feet, were talking. Bare feet asked, what do we do? Converse asked, hey kid, are you okay? Leather said, I don't know, I don't think he's a kid. Look at how tall he is. He's even got a partial beard. Converse retorted, shut up, <laughs> dick. We need to do something. Let's bury him. <laughs> Josh never had never felt so much pain in his entire life, and being inspected like an ant did nothing but make it worse. He left his eye, He left his left eye had begun to swell shut, and with it came a feeling of dread, though why he'd forgotten. He was following a trail of blood with his, his good eye when a pair of steel-toe work boots separated the crowd of boys and knelt by his side with a knee dressed in the work overalls. An elderly man, an elderly hand with a, with gray arm hair came down from the mammoth, came down from the mammoth body and touched Josh's shoulder. No, it was more like he poked him. He poked at him like one would poke a dead animal with a stick. Yeah, this one's mine. <laughs> Steel Toe asked, Hey kid, Leather intruded. I don't think he's a kid. Converse hushed him. Steel Toe asked again, You okay? <coughs> Josh began to stir painfully by first removing his right arm, which had been tucked under his head. And then was when then with his left hand um wait. Then his left hand, which had careened during the spin and settled behind his back. All of them gasped at once, and Steel Toe and Steel Toe jumped a clear yard away from him and yelled, Fuck! as if someone had been embalmed and dressed in a pair of burial clothes and sat up from their coffin at their wake. Josh sat up and looked around, then momentarily thought he might fall again. You fallen asleep? Yes. As the world... <laughs> Why? Why? This violence bores me because it's late and I'm tired. Uh, Converse took a few steps forward, placed on his placed on placed his hand on Josh's shoulders as he had actually begun to waver like a top and steadied him. Josh figured he looked pretty stupid right about now, and of course th- this had to be his first appra- the first impression he gave to such a handsome young man. He tried to muster something that came out, but all that was all that came out was uh, but all that came out was almonds. The circle of boys and one elderly man wearing a farmer's hat all almonds. looked at each huh almonds. Yeah. It, it's later. I'll explain later. Almonds. <laughs> said in, in unison, almonds. Leather Boots was in, was in fact a boy of about 14 or 15 with shaggy, dark black hair and glasses, and said was it, oh, who was in fact a fat boy of 14 or 15 with shaggy black hair and glasses, said to everyone I'm going to McGowan's to use their phone. He kicked up dirt as he ran down the street. Cause not all the roads were paid. Let's stop there. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, we're on, stopping wait. there. Wait, I need to we, find, how much longer is this? We can pick up from where we stopped. Wait, oh my god. It's like 10... F- yeah, we're stopping there. He got hit in the face want, by a I truck. Want... Oh, all right, hold on. Wait, I need to mark. Wait, we're oh, we're in an hour four. Come on, we can do an hour and a half. No, uh, no, I can't. Hey, there's a story that we got from Eddie. Good job, Eddie. 
Thank you. Even though that kid garbage. got what he deserved, didn't he? Got hit in the face by a truck. Yep. Hey guys, if you have a story you want us to read here on the podcast, then please do what I said at the beginning of the show. His mom's a whore. I want to get to that. That's why I want to keep reading. Well, no, we're not. No, we'll get to it later, you big spoiler of your own story. Sorry. Anyway, go to the Let Me Listen Podcast website. Go to the contact page. Leave before there or just leave a me- send me a message telling me how you want to get it to me. For Let Me Finish. Good night. <laughs> let me finish. This has been Jason Harding. Uh, what were the flavor of Doritos? <laughs> I'm so tired, I can't even make my own joke. I can't remember. Ass to mouth. Ass to mouth. <laughs> Ass to mouth flavored Doritos. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. I'm going to go to sleep now. The Lemmy Finish Podcast is a Lemmy Listen Podcast production with Atticus Blake and Jason Harding. With music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.letmelistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and iTunes. Please like and leave a review. And thank you for listening.